Cub fans, we got a great episode tonight on Club 400 Podcast. Man, we always talk about passion, don't we, William? We talk about passion, and we talk about the fans. And the fans are obviously the the most important part of the baseball game. And, man, we got a guy here who's just full of passion. He is, uh, I met him at the Cubs convention this year, and I said, holy cow, like a a light went off in my head. You know, that happens once in a while, William, but... uh, I said, man, we need to get this guy on the Club 400 podcast. Uh, Dave, do are you ready? I'm ready. He's a true superhero. Do go ahead. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Club 400 Radio. Roberto Ramos, otherwise known as Captain Cubo. Captain Cubo, how you doing tonight, buddy? All righty. How's it going, Stu? How's it going, boys? Oh, man, it's doing great here. Uh, I'm so glad you came on with us. We want to learn all about you, how you became a Cub fan. Uh, you know, everybody has a way to express themselves. And this guy, trust me, has a, a, a way that you won't forget. And hopefully one of these days you'll run into him at Wrigley Field because I know you uh, go a lot. But let's talk about you, first of all, and how you became a Cubs fan. Well, it started in 1971. I was lucky enough to know that my dad bought a property right across the street, 3633 North Sheffield, right next to the old Torkoal sign. Everybody can familiarize that spot. And my dad property from 1971 to 1989. So I was always hanging around Wrigley Field like it's my backyard, you know, sneaking into the ball games, hustling, selling souvenirs. I was probably the richest 10-year-old kid around the neighborhood because I was working selling souvenirs and, you know, getting lots of opportunities to go to Cub games all the time. You know, after the seventh inning, they let us in, you know, at one point before they had the seats that were, um, you know, retractable, we'd all sit at one end all the way down on the right field line and they give you a ticket stub, like a little raffle ticket, and you went and walked all along the entire ballpark all the way across to the other side and flip every single seat and when they got to the other end they give you a ticket for the next day for a game to come in to go see it right when it starts so i had many chances and many times that i did that i mean uh, you're like one of the first guys that i've ever got so far of an interview that have actually you know grown up in wrigley field in the early 70s tell us about you know when you were growing up there the neighborhood and the changes that it made throughout the years Oh, wow. The change, the, the neighborhood is unbelievably different. I, I adore it, believe it or not. I understand. Oh, it's a lot of businesses and so on and so forth. But I mean, back then it was it was it was different. You know, I mean, people people watched and, and, and sat in front of their staircases and watched the all the Cub fans. And back then when we were the lovable losers, you know, there are many times all we did see is, you know, all the bleacher bums being all drunk and walking and passing out in front of my, front of my, you know, sidewalk and stuff and telling them, hey, you guys got to keep moving along. You know, my dad doesn't want any vomit on the sidewalk here. Just keep moving along and so on. We had to play security ourselves. But like I said, you know, growing up there, 
playing around there all the time, you know, whether it was in the summertime during the games, whether it was in the wintertime when the sod, you know, in the fall, when they used to bring the sod and, and they used to park the sod out on Sheffield Avenue, right out there on, on the street there on the sidewalk. And I, I got to tell you, historically, I was a lucky kid to know that my dad used to take that sod and patch up his yard. And I had patches from Jose Cardinal to Dave Kingman to Jerry Morales, you know, and, 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 you know, up and coming all the way to the top ages, you know, top years of 88, you know, so it, it was, it was phenomenal. It was great to see that. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Like that your backyard is, was literally Wrigley field growing up. It's, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I got the opportunity as I got older, you know, when I was a teenager and got into college, you know, when the Cubs made it in the 84 series, you know, to go up on the roof and actually watch a game, you know, and it was kind of cool. You know, it was great. The guys contributed and, and, and gave up money just to watch the game out there. And, you know, I couldn't beat that, you know, and it was, it was all right. So tell me like when you, uh, you know, what's, what's your, like everybody has that team that kind of like sucked them in. Uh, what year did you uh, start really? I mean, I obviously you were kind of, born into it kind of and obviously living around the neighborhood but when's the first year that you know a like became a love i honestly have to say like maybe like in the early 80s because again you know i was seven eight years old i was playing right down the block at waveland park you know for the chicago um police department baseball team and you know baseball was in my blood i was i was i was a big guy i was a big catcher and i thought i was the next very foot you know believe it or not because i was such a big kid and you know but with a johnny bench arm and um you know growing up around there every single day you know it was it was it was incredible you know um just just having the time of my life and getting the chance to do things there and and like i said not until like the early 80s i want to say 79 80 when i started actually playing Baseball in high school is when I really got into it, you know, and, uh, you know, that's that's just when I was really starting to get with it and having more of a passion and just watching it day in and day out and so on, you know, but as, as the time went by, I kept getting bigger and bigger. My body started turning into a football player, more or less. So when I went to college, I really, you know, kind of just sidetracked myself, you know, Still thought about my cubbies, but you know I was more into base. I was more into the football phase, and, and, and that's where that happened. So and then, not too long after that, you became a superhero. How did that happen? Well, let's talk about the superhero transformation. I've always, I'm, I'm, I'm a very artistic individual. I love to draw. I love to paint. I like to, you know, you can see, um, on my pages, I make the things. I, I draw them up and. And, um, you know, this is something that always been inside of me to kind of come out. I've always created it, but just was afraid to come out. And, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, I'm in my fifties and whether or not this is my midlife crisis, I, I go to comic cons and I've been going to comic cons for the last eight or 10 years. And I see the, I see the guys dress up. And for some reason or another, I just said, you know, this is 2015. I'm going to dress up as, uh, character i have this mask i have a, a a cape already and i've already had a jersey but it was like you know kind of more of a generic side because i really wasn't um as i was growing up i was married got divorced a few times you know i wasn't able to, uh, to 
be frugal if I'm trying to or, or treat myself on getting myself game jerseys and things of that nature. So it's like now forget it. I have a whole box of a whole closet worth of 15, 20 jerseys, you know, that I've never ever had before. But going to the com- going to the Comic Con, uh, I got interviewed and it just kind of created my character. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna go with this and keep going with it and keep going with it. And as you can see, I've kind of uh, evolved by just getting more into it and, and, and getting more detailed with my outfit and my costume. And I enjoy it because I love to see the fans. The fans just, they want to take pictures. They just, wow, this is drop dead awesome how you're doing this. And, oh, it's know, great. Well, I mean, it's great what you add, add you know, to the atmosphere. You're, it's, it's awesome. I mean, people, yeah, you immediately... You're the, you're out in Wrigley Field, you know. You're wearing the Captain Cole outfit. You got Cub fans, you know, wanting pictures. Stu wants to know if you have a superpower. Oh, you know that's a trick question. I honestly had never really thought of that. So well, we got to get you on. I, I I know I do got I can't say that I, I bring victories. You know, last year I did have a rough year. I think I was like seven and twenty or something like that. And it was hard trying to meet for me to post that I was at the ball game because all of my my friends would be giving me, you know, giving me stuff about, hey, they're gonna lose because you showed up to the game, you know, and, and it's you know, it's 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 horrible to hear stuff like that, you know. Regardless if I win or we win or lose, you know, the fans love seeing me you know, my well, character. And then you change your uh, outfit here like you you're always constantly evolving your outfit. Like you just yes. got a new mask, right? You're ready to go with yes, the new I mask. Did. I'll be unveiling it. I'll be going to the sports card show coming up on March 15th. And then there's another comic con coming up. And, uh, at the, at the Hyatt, I believe in downtown, uh, at, um, at McCormick place the following week on March 23rd or something like that. And, uh, it'll be a cosplay comic con and, and I'll be wearing my outfit and my new master. Nice. Now you, you have a, a webpage set up. You know what? I don't have a web page yet. I do have a Captain Couple Facebook, and I have a Captain Couple Instagram. Gotcha. But I, I don't have this. Uh, I've, I've been told and asked and mentioned about it, but I just, you know, I just need to get somebody to, you know, so lift what, up my kid. What, what's your wife think of Captain Couple? Is, uh, is, well, it's your girlfriend, right? It's your girlfriend, right? Actually, uh, I'm single now, so... Ladies, uh, he's available. Captain Cubble is available. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, I had no problem. She had no problem with it, so that was great because I couldn't do this when I was younger, when I was married. I think I would have gotten a little bit of, you know, a little bit of bashing for – but, again, again, I, I think this is my – you know, guys buy uh, fancy vintage cars or, or Harley Davidsons. This is my uh, – this is this is what I do. Uh, you, you definitely got awesome. Like I saw you at the Cubs convention, and you were uh, dressed up there. And uh, yeah, I like it, man. I think it's really cool. And I just I I, I think like you said, you're bringing something cool to Wrigleyville. Uh, it's you. It's what you thought of. And you know, you brought Cup, Captain Cubby to life. So uh, you oh, so what's your what's going on this year? Where you're, you're going to be at opening day? I'm, I'm assuming. I'm 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 working on trying to get there on opening day. I already got one of my tickets for the cross town over at the at the cell. 
or guaranteed, or I still call it Comiskey as well. But and I also am going to the Milwaukee game on Sunday for Mar- I think March March uh, April seventh. I'll be going to. That I'm game. going to that game too. Yeah, nice. Right, That's awesome. I'm gonna look Actually, for you. I'm sitting in the 200 section behind the Cubs dugout area, like nine or ten rows up somewhere. We'll be right back with more of Captain Cubbo. Now, Stu and crew will give you the details on another way you can win two tickets to opening day at Wrigley. Club 400, your third and final chance to win opening day tickets at beautiful Wrigley Field. And we're going to follow the same way we've been doing it always, William. Yeah, they're going to have to give us a call. I don't have the number. But I'll look it up as you guys kill a little time. (laughs) Hit the edit button. Uh, Dave, do tell uh, tell our listeners right now how they could win, you know, qualify the third qualification here to win opening day tickets. So this is my idea, first of all. (laughs) That was John the Sound Man, dude. You have to call in. And at 847-857-7323. Go ahead. With your best Matthew McConaughey impression. All right. All right. I love those redheads. <laughs> hey, your third and chance, third time to qualify here. Right? This is the last time, all right? Let's Eight, do this. 847-857-7323 is the number. We'll figure this out. We will announce the winner of two opening day cup tickets to Wrigley Field. Two beers at Output. John, I'm moving back. Party at the Moon Tower. Everybody's going to be there. You should go. Am I, can, I, can I qualify? <laughs> <laughs> now we return to our chat with Captain Cubbo. So do you, do you ever travel to see the Cubs? Do you, do you go on the road? I mean, you're going to Milwaukee, obviously, but do you ever go, like, outside? Uh, have you brought Captain Cubby to other towns or just? No, you know? I have not. Yeah. I have not. I haven't had the opportunity. Maybe spice up St. Louis a little bit. Yeah, we should bring you with yeah. us to St. Louis, man. I know that. I, I am really antsy about that. I saw that, and I'm really, 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 really interested in doing that. So we'll talk about that. Well, we definitely got to get you out the Club 400. I mean, that's that's no doubt. Oh. You'd be a big hit, I'm sure. So, uh, as far as uh, you know, I mean, what's it mean to you to go to Wrigley, and what kind of what response do you get from the fans? I'm sure lots of picture requests and everything else. You know, I'm, again, like I say, everybody loves my my character. They love everything. I, I I hit all aspects of my outfit because you know I have these gauntlets that I made and I put some ivy on there. And, you know, right off the bat, you know, I get the I get the 60, 70 year olds that just love the touch of the ivy because it's nostalgic in a sense, you know. And then when it comes to the younger, younger, you know, 30 and up, you know, they love the mask. You know, they they call me the luchador and I say, no, I'm not a mask. So I'm not a wrestler, you know, so I I have to keep, you know, so I, I do have a couple of different masks that I do wear or even like a, an alternate uh, disguise because I can't wear this at the ballpark that makes me take it off. So I usually wear like this um, Robin mask that just goes over my eyes, and okay. I have a I have a cap that I have. So it's part it's part of my secondary costume. And with this new mask, you know, it'll be easier too because this way it doesn't cover up my mouth, so to speak. So that's why I'm trying to get into another phase of a mask. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's uh, on really hot days, so, you know, to wear a mask got to be can't breathe. Pretty crazy, yeah. yeah. That rubber I, gets hot. Uh, 
I have a latex mask that I used one time and I and I created it. It was from the Flash, and I painted it blue and I and I just totally designed it. It's it's outstanding, but unfortunately, again, it being a latex mask, I was walking from Waveland and South or Waveland and Racine. I put the mask on, and I think by the time I got to the bleachers. I was drenched and showered throughout my whole head and face because it was just so. And it was unfortunately it was like a ninety degree day, you know. Right. But I, that's definitely a mask that I I I had to put into the um, put it into the pasture, so to speak. What was your inspiration for uh, Captain Cubo? Was it Nacho Libre? I'm sorry, but I'm looking at your Facebook. Uh, page right now, and I'm seeing some similarities. So I thought I asked the question. Well, like I said again, with the mask, with the mask, I've had the mask for quite some time, and like I said, with me trying to cover up my face and trying, with the red, white, and blue, as I did with the very first uh, mask, um, I decided that uh, you know what, it's red, white, and blue. Why don't I start patching it up? And that's when I started putting all the cub patches on there. And then, uh, again, that's where I just kind of evolved with the patches. And then, like I said, with the tape and then the gauntlets and everything I've, I every, everything that I have that I wear is all is custom made. The shoes are custom made that I wear. I've had a pair of shorts that were blue and white, and I had a patch of W flags on either side. I, also, I have an alternate pair of longer pants the, the same way. I made a utility belt that I know that would be comfortable for me to wear to walk around with. So again, I just I figured that I I, I used the um, the concept of what these guys do at, at the cosplay and Comic Con shows that why don't I do this character? Right. And you know, one of one of my uh, one of my top top uh, accessories that I got was I got a custom bat saying Captain Cubble on it when it was carved. And by far, that's that's like the that's like the uh, topping of the ice there for it. No, I, I mean that's that's killer. I actually saw that in one of the photos. We'll have to post that online of the with you with the baseball bat. But how yeah. many photos do you think you take with pictures with people a day? And have you ever took any with any celebrities? Oh, I've got plenty with celebrities. Yeah. If you if you look at my page, I've got the. I think it was. Uh, there was a, an unfortunate situation in which when the Cubs won the World Series, I ended up having um, uh, a blood clot in my in my heart during during the playoffs that I couldn't even dress up for the World Series at first because I was planning on being right there on the corner of Sheffield and Waven hanging out with, you know, with everybody else. And I had to wait, and I and and I initially couldn't even come out until they won the championship, and that's when I actually came out for the parade. And then uh, in July of of sixteen, yeah, sixteen, I was out for a whole year because of a knee injury and a hip replacement. So again, I had to wait until I got myself back to shape, and, you know, and get back out there again. So this year, as of June, probably June. I, I I've been out there full throttle, being out there during the games and, and and going out to as much much signings that I can go to. I went to a Contreras signing. I went to a David Ross signing. You know, and and again in character, everybody everybody loves it. Everybody. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Is there a, like a, a turf war with mascots? You got Clark the Cub, you got Ronnie Wu, you got you know Captain what? Cubbo. I've had a couple of guys, they always, you know, compare me to the new Ronnie Wu Wu. I say, you know, Ronnie Wu Wu is Ronnie Wu Wu. Nobody can ever yeah, take right. it. You know, and I knew Ronnie Wu Wu when I was like seven or eight years old. You know, so. Um, and he was young back then. Oh, he was young back then, sure. <laughs> Yeah, probably was my age when he started. But yeah, I, he was, you know, I remember Ronnie in his 30s, you know, going out there, you know, wearing his outfit every day, you know, day in and day out. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I'll always wear this as much as I possibly can and go to, go to it with games. Sometimes I'll even dress up during Bears games and wear the mask and wear the cape, you know, but obviously, uh, support the bears i i also dressed up during um two times when i went to notre dame to watch the notre dame football game and dressed up as captain cobble during the playoffs or towards the end of the season when it was the cubs been hot and everybody everybody loved it too i mean it was awesome yeah you're, you're taking it on the road i like it man and uh, yeah I, I seen you i seen a picture on your facebook i think you were at the bears or maybe it was the, the bulls game but or hawks but uh yes so yeah, so uh, I was gonna ask you, like, um, you know, the day that you, the first day that you, you know, dressed up and uh, came out as Captain Cubble, like, uh, I'm sure you're like thinking, oh, how's this gonna go over? How, how do you remember like that first day of going out there as Captain Cubble? Well, initially, like the first day that I went out there dressed up as Captain Cubble was the day of the parade. The day oh, of the, the World Series, the World Series parade, really? Okay. The World parade i was hanging out in front of cubby bear right in that corner there and i took pictures probably hundreds of pictures with fans you know with my outfit and again that was like you know outfit number two you know and again it's i've i've, I've uh, evolved so much you know from from then and uh yeah it's it's, it's like i said again i i love I love being in this character. I like that the people, you know, I have to knock on wood that I've never, ever, ever had anybody kind of challenge me or give me any negative, negative, negativity or even, you know, backlash towards me because of my outfit, which is, you know, because I'm a pretty big guy and, you know, I don't think anybody, you know, right. but, uh, but for the most part, like I said, everybody's been, they always want to stop. They always want to take pictures with me. Yeah, how long does it take you? How long does it take you to get in the ballpark? I'm sure you're getting stopped for pictures every second, every step. Well, like, like I know when I'm going to the gate, I'll start, I'll start taking everything off, you know, to make it easier as I go to the gate. I always go into the same gate every single game, so they know who I am, and this way it makes it easier for them to like understand what may have. What I may have to take off or not take on, you know, keep on or so on and so forth. So it makes it easy. Like I, like I said, I, you know, it was funny to when I went to the convention this year that I had maybe a handful, four or five employees that work at the ballpark that either are, you know, working the seats or ticket takers or something. And they came up to me and they say, hey, I remember you. And I'm like, uh, really? And I was like, freaking out. And they're like, yeah, I saw you in the bleachers. You know, you're awesome. Your costume is great. You know, can I take a picture with you? I should, sure. So, you know, when I can see some of the employees kind of like, you know, really realizing that I'm coming there, that's that's great to hear and see, you know. Uh, like I said, 
little by little, I'm trying to work my way to try to hit some of these celebrities or some of these ball players just so they can see who I am and, you know, just take a picture and chuckle with them and, you know, let, hear, hear my story just like I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. You, Having fun at the ballpark. That's what it's all about. It really is. Do you ever picture yourself going out into public as Captain Cubbo unmasked? Yeah. Well, yes, I am. I, I do go to games at times when I know that maybe whomever I may be going to the game with, they don't want me to dress up as the captain. So I'm still decked out. Those party poopers. Yeah. Sounds like my kids had embarrassed them. I said those party poopers, right? My kids yeah, would maybe take it If off. I was going to the Cubs, with, Cubs game, I definitely want you to be – I mean, that would be the, the awesome part of it. Oh, believe me. I mean, I, I, I'm the life of the party, and I'll just – ham it up and people just enjoy being around me. Like I said, I've never had anybody, you know, really, really give me any negativity for this. And like I said, I know that, you know, it was a rough season last year. And, uh, but you know, when it came to, uh, 2017, you know, after we won the championship, I mean, I was getting people that really were asking me later on, Hey, I want to, I want you to be my ring there for the wedding, but I already, you know, got it all taken care of and stuff. And, you know, I always throw it out there. Hey, you want me to be in your wedding? I'll be more than happy to be in your yeah. wedding. I'll, I'll greet. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, I, that's what I'm saying, man. Passion. You have passion. You know, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's awesome. I really do. Um, and it's just, it's you know, let's go. Let's take him to the top, man. Captain Cubbo, we got to get him a, a sponsorship or something like that, you know? Oh, that's, that'd be awesome. That'd be, like I said, you know, I, I, I've had so many people that, you know, tell me about you know trying to get some benjamins here and there and i'm like you know i just want to have fun and, right. and and get the notoriety and people can just see me you know and never know what may happen out of that so well i'll definitely i guarantee you a visit over here we need to get you over here one of these days uh have you out at club 400 yeah, yeah i appreciate you what you do I, I watched the video that they made of you last year and i was like man this guy's awesome man so uh you're what it's all about you're yeah. part of the reason why we're doing club 400 radio with passionate cub fans and uh you know I love the way I love your expression, man. It's great. So just keep it up. And uh, fans of Club 400 Radio, if you see Captain Cubo at Wrigley Field, go up to him, give the guy a hug, get a picture with him. And uh, yeah, Captain Cubo, we'll see you soon. We'll get you out here. All right. That's right. Go Cubs, go. Go be bashful. Uh, all right, all right. Your prediction for the uh, your prediction for uh, 2019. We're going all the way. All right. I like it, man. I'm gonna see We're you on uh, April 7th. I'm gonna look for you. This is Dave. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll see you out there. Too. All right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Zoo. All right. You there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're out. We're we're done. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Like I said, don't hesitate. If you need me for anything over there, you need me for the Zorbers. No, thing, I'll be happy yeah. To be there. I'll be in touch for sure. Maybe we'll bring you over for Zorbers thing, but I'll definitely get a hold of you. Um, yeah, I really mean what I mean, man. I think it's awesome what you do. You're passionate, man. I love passionate people like you, you know, so Thanks. keep it up and, uh, we support you anyway, any way and every way. So, uh, you know, come on over here anytime. Have a beer with, uh, he, he doesn't drink by the way. He drinks, co he's a coffee guy. Well, I can drink a non-alcoholic beer with you. Yeah, exactly. We'll have a Coke, man. But, uh, right, no, here you I, go. I'll I, do. <laughs> keep it up. Uh, keep what you're doing, man. Seriously. And yeah, I'll, I'll say hi. Yeah. Hopefully I'll run into you, uh, Real soon, but yeah, maybe even April fifth. Uh, if you want to come over April fifth for Jerome Walt, Dwight Smith, you know you're more than welcome to come to that. 
If yeah, you, yeah. That's you know, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll you know tell. Yeah, I'll t I'll hit you up on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, we'd love to have you out. So. All right, sounds good. Take care, right, man. Thanks, man. Bye. Here I come to save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. Yes, sir. When there is a wrong to right, Mighty Mouse will join the fight. On the sea or on the land, he gets the situation well in hand. So though we are in danger, we never despair, cause we know that where there's danger, he is there. He is there on the land, on the sea, in the air. We're not worrying at all, we're just listening for his call. Here I come to save the day, that means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. listening for his call here i come to save the day that means that mighty mouse is on the way 